going to serve you, Jesus. Come on, why don't you lift your hands and sing this next part with us. Hallelujah. Make me Jesus. Make me oak. Would you mold me, Jesus?
today who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the Heavenly Father, the beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Well, let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our Heavenly Father, the beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the Rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our Heavenly Father, the beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, now I know Jesus is the Father. I know Jesus is the Son. Oh, I know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. Let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our Heavenly Father. The beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, and we know Jesus is the Father. We know Jesus is the Son. Oh, we know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. Let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our Heavenly Father. The beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our Heavenly Father. The beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our Heavenly Father, the beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, and we know Jesus is the Father. We know Jesus is the Son. Oh, we know Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all these three are one. Let me tell you who Jesus is. Father, 
were the beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. He's the son of man. He's coming back again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's good to be back in church. Hallelujah. Brother Gore did a good job here Wednesday night preaching the Word. Thank God for truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to pray this morning for all the church family. Ask God to touch them. Rhonda, Arlie Scott, Tasha, Stephanie, and Brittany. We want to pray for them. Tom Hardy, Taylor Shutter, Betty Turkington. We want to pray for all of them. Remember all that are sick, not able to be in church. We know a miracle work in God. And we come here this morning to lift up His name. So let's love Him. Touch Him, church, if you want. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to come to His house to worship, to praise, and to glorify His name. Amen. Lord bless you for a few moments. You may be seated. 
It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And uh, thank you for being in God's house. And uh, I know I appreciate it. And I know God appreciates it. And I hope that you're glad that you came to the house of the Lord. Especially before this service is over, I pray that God would do something for each and every person in this house today. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. 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 We're so thankful for all of God's many blessings and thankful that God has kept his hand over us in our travels the last few days. Been on a little vacation and uh, took a Texas vacation, which is not all bad. There's a lot to see in the great state of Texas, and God kept his hand over us, and we're thankful for that. And then we went up to Branson and uh, stayed a couple of days up there. I thought there for a few moments we was having an apostolic Pentecostal convention up there. There were so many other apostolics up there. And uh, if you're going to go on vacation and you want to do things you should not do, don't go to Branson because there's too many Pentecostals there. So um, you better find some other place to go. But we had a great time, and uh, it's always good to be able to come back home. I'm glad I have a home. Amen. And it's good to be able to come back to church. And I want to say thank you for Brother Trey Gore filling in for us Wednesday night. And uh, great news and great compliments from his preaching Wednesday night. And thankful for that. And appreciate him very, very much. I want to uh, say thank you for the men. I'm not sure who all it was got together and bought me a noisemaker back here. And I can make some noise. If I, I even got a stick where I won't break it. And, uh, man, I can make, I can make all kinds of noise. I can make all kinds of noise there. So I'm going to have fun with the noise maker. But, uh, thank you for that. And, uh, I want to, uh, <clears throat> remind us, uh, since uh, we did not have the youth camp this year, we missed out on senior and junior youth camp. We've already had a week for the seniors, and uh, so they're having something special Saturday for the junior camper age. And if you're a little younger, you can go ahead and come to that. But that will be uh, Saturday starting at 12 o'clock until I'm not sure what time it will end. I guess it will end about the time everybody gets tired of messing with kids. And uh, so it will start at 12. They will have uh, water slides and and uh, activities outside. They will have uh, Nerf gun wars in the gym. So bring your Nerf gun and bring also uh, protective, uh, eye protective uh, gear uh, where you won't get shot in the eye and uh, have something to... Uh, protect you from that so remember that all the kiddos saturday at 12 o'clock until and we'll be serving food and things over there for them and uh, they'll be needing some people to help so if you're interested in helping i guess see my wife after church and uh, I'm, I, I guess if i might be wrong on that but uh, we can direct you in the right direction after that so remember that saturday and uh, also I want to welcome everyone that's joined us on the internet this morning. 
Lord bless you. I don't know all the church folks here. Give the ones joining us on the internet a great hand. Also, if uh, there's a young lady joining us, we we uh, met someone at the restaurant uh, Tuesday night and a real nice lady that was waiting on us and got to talking to her after we had ate and um, fellowship with her a little bit. And she got the name and the address of the church. And if she's listening today, if Miss Rowe is listening, we want to welcome her today on a broadcast, hearing it from the First Pentecostal Church in Silsby, Texas. And uh, so, Lord, bless her if she is able to listen today. I, I, do, um, I do feel like the Lord has given me something for this service this morning. And I want to share with you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for today. If you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to Second Chronicles chapter number 7. Second Chronicles chapter number seven. These monitors are not working, so let's try to get them to work. And um, my voice is a little, <clears throat> a little messed up. And uh, so, anyway, Second Chronicles chapter number seven, verse number twelve. This is a very familiar passage of scripture uh, that I will read to us today, and it has been quoted. Uh, many times in the last uh, few weeks or a few months of what has been going on. And um, so I want to I want to give you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart uh, from this. That's too loud there. Turn it down just a little bit. Verse number 12, the word of God says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. Verse number 13, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land or if I send pestilence among my people. Everybody say, my people. If my people, everybody say, my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will Heal their land. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and our voices toward God and ask God for His help today. God, I love you today. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, God, for the promises of your word. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given us together, together in your house to worship, to praise, and to glorify your great name. I pray, God, that you would anoint me to deliver your word like you would have me to this morning. Anoint your people to hear, to receive, and to respond to your word. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. 
Glory, glory, glory. Come on, let's worship Him for a moment. Oh, I lift you up today, Holy Ghost. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. Boy, it feels good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. It feels good to be in church today. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated for the next couple of hours. Hopefully not. Second Chronicles here is dealing with a, a very important subject. And it is time when the Lord is appearing unto Solomon. The Bible says that he appeared unto Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. Twenty years after his first appearance to Solomon, the Lord appeared unto him the second time And assured him that he had heard his prayer, that he had hallowed the temple, and that his eyes and heart would be there continually. He also renewed the covenant that he had made with David and with Solomon. As he had renewed the covenant with Abraham, the covenant with Isaac and Jacob. It is so wonderful to be reassured by God that when you have prayed that God would come down and say, I have heard your prayer. Now, I can't say that I have ever heard the Lord's voice audibly. I cannot say that there has been a time where I just heard the voice of God come from heaven And uh, it would be an amazing thing, although it might would scare me just a little bit. And if you would not be scared and fearful and afraid, uh, you might need to see where you are with God. Because in the Bible, people that God spoke to, it made them fearful and afraid. I was thinking just yesterday, I was in the church praying and and uh, walking around the church, and I went back to my office, and I, I went in and seen I needed some paper towels. And so I come back, and paper towels are in the closet in the ladies' prayer room. And I didn't think anybody was in the church, and I just bounced right in the prayer room, and I don't know if I was singing or, or what. And uh, there was a young lady in there praying, and uh, she got fearful and afraid really quick. And uh, when you're there and you think you're there by yourself and all of a sudden you find out that you're not there by yourself, it will make you fearful and afraid. I said, you thought God had done come down to speak to you. She said she was willing to go anywhere and do anything, but just be real quiet about it, God. But there has been times that, that I have felt the direction and the power of God leading me and I have felt uh, what you would say, just the Holy Ghost directing you and moving you in a direction or directing you with words to say. And so here Solomon for the second time, he is hearing the voice of God, that God comes down 
and he meets with him. And he tells him and he reassures him that this house that he had builded for him was going to be a house that he was going to dwell in. A house that was going to mean a lot to the children of Israel where he could be found. He said, if I send drought, and God did not stop with just saying that I will dwell there, and I've chosen to put my name there. But he said, if I send drought, if I send locusts, if I send pestilence among, again, take note to the fact that he says, my people. If they shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive them, forgive and heal their land. As of you, Solomon, now I give Solomon some commands and demands. If you will walk before me as David walked and do according to all that I have commanded you, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of the kingdom according as I have a covenant with David, saying, There shall not fail a man to rule in Israel. He said that my eyes and heart will be in this place Forever, He said, if I shut up the heaven and there be no rain, or if I command all of these things to happen, and it seems like that everything is destroyed and lost, remember, they have had many famines and plagues and curses, and, and finally being completely destroyed as a nation. But God still has a people of Israel. Amen. So he is telling them of all of these things that could happen and could take place amongst his people. But he has not forsaken and he has not forgotten and he has not left them alone. My subject of what I would like to talk to you about for the next few moments is... Prayer by the church changes things. Prayer by the church changes things. Verse number 14, God tells them, If you will humble yourselves and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, four conditions of blessings upon Israel. Number one, They must humble themselves. We find that Israel, through the Bible, got carried away with pride. And they would follow false gods and false teaching and worship in the high places and offer sacrifice to heathen gods. And then he said, number two, if you will pray. And then number three, if you will seek God's face. And number four, if you will turn from your wicked ways. If we as the church would understand that God could be calling us to do special things in a special time, in a special place, 
But we as a people must understand that there comes a time where we as individuals can get off track. And we need to understand that God still demands us as individuals, His people, to humble themselves. He demands and calls for us to pray. He tells us that we should seek His face and put trust and confidence in God. He tells us that there's a time in all of our lives where we as individuals need to turn from our wicked ways. Number one, humbling yourself. Number two, praying. Number three, seeking the face of God. And number four, turning from your wicked ways. There is no way for us as a people to turn from our wicked ways until first we humble ourselves. And secondly, we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we seek the face of God. Amen. A lot of people want a magical cure and a magical miracle, but they do not want to humble themselves. They do not want to pray, and they do not want to seek the face of God because they simply refuse to turn from their wicked ways. Amen. With the blessings of God, there's a time where we need to turn from our sinning and perverse ways. I think about people that come to the apostolic church And there has been many people that come and they enjoy the service. They love the presence of God. They enjoy the moving of the Holy Ghost. And I spent two or three weeks a while back teaching on this and our separation from the world. They like all of that, but they say, there is no way that I can live like that. I want to tell you today what's brought us to this point and what we enjoy in the presence and the glory of God is because we did not refuse to turn from our wicked ways. I want to tell you when God forgives you of your sin, He does not forgive you of your sin for you to go back and wallow in the pit in the mire of sin again. He forgives you of your sin to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Amen. But people today want the blessings without a change. They want the glory without any change of lifestyle. I want to tell you today, if your lifestyle was so appealing and so satisfying in your life, that you would, you would not want to seek the face of God. Amen. But to have the glory, to have the presence of God. And this is what God was telling Solomon here in Second Chronicles. He was telling them, if you want the glory, and if you want the presence of God, and you want the blessings of God, and you want the mercy of God, and you want all of God's goodness and grace, there comes some time in your life where you've got to realize, I've got to turn from my wicked ways. I've got to become what God wants me to become and 
be what God wants me to be. The church, the church is so important. Amen. And I understand that we're living in a difficult time. There's been a time where we had to move church outside. There's been a time where we've done Wednesday night just online a couple of times. Amen. But church is so important that I can't just shut the church down and we not gather together as a people. If we had to gather together in our cars, so be it. If we had to be in the parking lot, so be it. But we need to understand the necessity of the house of God. Amen. I know there are those who are fearful and afraid right now. And rightfully so to some point. Amen. But there comes a time in all of our lives where we have got to understand that this thing might not go away. That this thing might not change. That this might be with us for a long time. And I ask you the question today. How long can we go with the status quo of the way that we're living. I'm tired of fear. I'm tired of scared. I'm tired of being afraid. Amen. I tell you today, it's time that the church becomes the church. The church is important to this world. Hallelujah. 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 I know I'm dealing with a very delicate situation here, and some of you are at home listening at me, and I don't want you to take this as I am blasting you at all, because I am not. I understand everyone's concerns as a pastor. I have my concerns for the protection of the flock that I am the overseer of. Amen. But let us never, ever, ever, ever lose, amen, the understanding standing of the importance of the church. Just how important is the church today? The church is so important that Acts chapter 20 and verse number 28 reminds us that we are to take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to Feed the church of God. And this is the kicker today. This is the importance of the church which He had purchased with His own blood. Amen. How, how important and how great is a precious drop of blood from Jesus Christ. That's how important the house of God is. That's how great the church is today. (laughs) Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let us not be caught in the funnel cloud of this world that seems to lump everything together. Amen. And put everything in one lump. And a bunch of people deciding what is important and what is not important. 
There is so many voices that we are hearing today. Amen. The news media, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. You guess which time they're right and which time they're wrong. Amen. Because they confuse me beyond my imagination. Amen. And I know people's trying to make decisions. Our leaders are trying to make decisions in a place that they have never been before. We as the apostolic church and as a pastor of this local assembly and my fellow pastors across the entire world. We are trying to make decisions in places that we have never been before. There's nobody that we can talk to that's ever been here before and done this before. Amen. But I want to encourage you today, church, be careful what voices you are listening to when it comes to the things of God and about the importance of the house of God. Make sure you're listening to the pulpit. Amen. Where the Word of God is being preached on what is important and what is not important in this world that we live in today. Amen. Don't get confused. I preached a little while ago on Wednesday night about distractions. Don't get confused by all the voices that you're hearing and all the things that's going on in the world today. Remember a long time ago you put your confidence in the Word of God. The Word of God has not changed, will not change. The power and the glory of God will not forsake us and will not leave us alone. But the Word of God still says, I'll go with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. When you don't know what to do, you just keep on trusting in God. Keep your faith in God. Keep your confidence in God. Because God will see you through all the way. Amen. Give me a little more volume on the house monitors. I don't think y'all are hearing me real well. Amen. Amen. Understanding. Understanding the importance of the church. The world cannot understand the importance of the church. But I want to tell you today, amen, that the church holds back a tidal wave of trouble in this world today. Amen. With, with what is going on in the world today, the world may not know it. And they may not understand it, but the world needs a church more than they can ever imagine. Amen. The world feeds. The world depends on the apostolic church. Amen. The world depends upon a religion that feeds thousands and thousands and thousands of people. That puts puts homes in foreign countries to those who don't have a home. That provides to those that's faith based amen that's faith based businesses are are non-profit organizations that does that don't tell me today that the church is not a necessity and the church is not important the church is holding off a tidal wave of destruction that is coming to this world (laughs) 
Amen. Amen. As long as Noah was building the ark, God would not destroy the world. Why? Because in the midst of a wicked and a perverse world, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. You can't tell me that God don't look down on the wickedness and the perverseness of this world and says, I could just destroy it and wipe it off of the face of the earth. Amen. But there's a church. There's a church. There's a church. Amen. There's a church that's gathered together today in Sealsby, Texas that bears the name of Jesus Christ. There's a church here. There's a church there. There's a church in general that's holding off the destruction and the judgments of God from this wicked world. Hallelujah! Somebody ought to just thank God for the church today. Thank you. Hallelujah. It was not until Noah had completed the construction of the ark. It was not until Noah entered into the ark that God shut the door and caused the destruction of mankind from off of the face of the earth. Amen. There was another place in Sodom and Gomorrah that God would not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their sins until He would get the righteous out of the way of destruction. As long as Lot stayed in the city, the city was held from destruction. But God come and He got Lot and He got His family, His two daughters and His wife. And the angel of the Lord took them out of the city and then destruction came. Amen. I want to tell you today, the world may not ever understand it. The world may not ever believe it. But I want to tell you today that the church, the church, the church, the church is of utmost importance. That's why I want to be in the church. That's why I want to be part of the church. That's why I want to be in the blood-bought church. That's why I want to be in the Jesus-name apostolic tongue-talking church. That's why I want to be in the church that has come out from among them and are separate. That's why I want to be in a church that looks different. A church that talks different. A church that acts different. A church that dresses different. Amen. Thank God for the church. I want to tell you today in this time that we are living in Amen in this time in this this phase of life that we are going through 
Don't allow the devil to make you comfortable. Amen. Setting home on Sunday. Amen. If you're listening to me on the internet and you're sitting in your living room right now, Amen. Don't get comfortable doing that. That's what the devil wants you to do in this time is get comfortable doing that. Amen. If you have to get up on Sunday morning and get your Sunday best on like you're going to the house of God, don't get comfortable staying at home. Tell the devil the church. The church is important. The church is where I long to be. The church is where I desire to be. I've got to be in church. Amen. Amen. When Noah and his family was safe in the ark. Oh, when Noah and his family was safe in the ark. And the door was safely shut and secure by God. Then all of a sudden the heavens opened up. And the ground opened up and destruction came to the world. Amen. When Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, not until Lot and his family was taken out of the city did God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to tell you today, I believe that we will go through tribulation. I believe that we will face tribulation. But I want to tell you when the utter destruction comes is when God sounds that trumpet and the church rises gloriously and victoriously then the world will know that destruction has come and how important the church is amen amen then the world will understand when they run to the church building and there is no saints of God Run, cry in peace and safety, Lord, forgive us. And it's too late. Why? Because the church is gone. The church is gone. You better stay in the church. Hallelujah. I'm getting some feedback here. Amen. Amen. Just don't turn me down out there because y'all need to hear me this morning. Amen. The church. I can remember somebody sent me something and said, man, you got, you got to, you got to see this. And it was a church that was gathered together in, in the auditorium. And the preacher, he was reading the scripture and the saints of God was reading the scripture along with him. And all of a sudden the trumpet sounds and the Bible hits the ground and the preacher's gone. And about uh, three quarters of the congregation is gone and their Bibles are laying on the floor. And what a chill that gave me as it went up and down my spine because it's really going to happen, church. I'm telling you, it's really going to happen. I know we're living in 
a world that says, oh, I've been hearing it ever since I was a kid. It's been taught and preached about for over 2,000 years that He's coming back. That He's coming back. I tell you today, let me reassure you and re-remind you again that it's going to happen. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. That's the reason why I shout. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And the longer I live, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't feel at home in this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I'm to the place where what I wanted to preach about this morning. Amen. You can return to your seats if you would like. The things that are going on in the world today that has disrupted our lives, that has disrupted our nation that has disrupted our churches, that has disrupted this world. Need we start at number one, a little virus that is called COVID-19. That we all probably at times have laughed and mocked and said it would never happen here. I can remember when it first happened, I said, you know, we will possibly, we will possibly know someone who has contacted or has the virus. Little did I know, I would know a lot of someones that has contacted or had the virus. Little did I know that I would experience it in my own home, myself. Little did I know that it was not going away. In a couple of weeks or six weeks or a couple of months or three or four months. So it has disrupted our lives. The attack that has happened on our civil liberties. Amen. That these things have, I think it's kind of been a snowball effect. And I don't think that we've seen the last of it yet. And so there has been an attack on our freedoms. There was an attack on our freedoms on 9-11. We gave up freedoms after that in the name of safety that we have never gotten back again. We are giving up freedoms today. In the name of safety. And I know I've already made an excuse that people are dealing with situations they don't know what to do with. And uh, we're all going through this at the same time. And so there has been an attack on our civil liberties. And so the attack is, and I think it's just a testing ground. 
And I believe the world has found out for the most part that religious people are not as gung-ho and fanatical as they originally thought. And so there has been a few that has stood up in the midst of this and are in court battles even as we speak. The censorship of the news media. Who would have ever thought just a year ago that they would be censoring what the president can say and what he cannot say. That they would take posts off of Facebook and Instagram that he has made that they have deemed that it's not factual, that it's false. But they do not criticize CNN or any other liberal news media that produces false news continually. There has been an attack. And you say, oh, that's not a big deal. Oh, yes, it is a big deal. People have been able to say what they want to say. They have never had to back it up with facts. Because this is and has always been America for the last few hundred years. That it gives us the right to say what we want to say. Who would ever thought that you would get shot, stabbed, your life taken away from you because you supported someone for president that someone else did not like? Whoever it is, if you want to support Biden, support him. Feel free to. It's America. Amen. If you want to support Kanye West, feel free to. It's America. The happy birthday party. Amen. If you want to support Trump, feel free to. It's America. That's everyone's liberties. But not so today. Amen. Because we are facing censorship. The rioting, rioting, and the looting that is going on in our world today. It's not peaceful protest. Everyone has a right to peaceful protest. Again, because this is the great country of the United States of America. But rioting and looting has never been accepted, nor should ever be accepted. But it's amazing to me that you have a few bad cops. I agree with that. There's bad people. There's bad cops. There's bad preachers. There's bad saints. There's bad CEOs. There's bad presidents. There's bad congressmen. There's there's bad representatives. The list goes on and on and on. Because there's one bad preacher, that don't make all preachers bad. Because there's a bad president, that doesn't make all presidents bad. Amen. And I want to tell you today, all cops are not bad and evil. i got to have some. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Now, I don't like it when they pull me over. Tell you the truth, I think they ought to get somebody else. But can you imagine if there was nobody out there policing the highways? 
crime rate has went out of the roof in New York and in Chicago because there's a vendetta against cops and saying we need to cut their pay. We need to cut their support. We need to abolish cops and send psychiatrists out to talk to disturbed people. Are you kidding me? Has the world lost its mind? We are in chaos. I want to tell you the only sanity, the only direction that we have that is true is the Word of God that comes across the pulpit of God. In the church of God. On and on and on. Amen. I'm not for anybody being mistreated. And I'm not for anybody being done wrong. No matter what color your skin is. We're all equal in the sights of God. And we should all be equal in each other's sights. These are things that we cannot do anything about, unfortunately. I cannot change this. I cannot go back to whenever it was, back way before the first of the year, and stop COVID-19 from coming into the United States. I could not go back when they, again, who do you believe? They developed it in Wuhan, China. I could not go back and change that. I could not go back and change any of that. I could not go back to the day that Mr. Floyd lost his life on the streets of Minneapolis. If I could, I would. I cannot change that. I cannot change the crime rate in New York City. If I could, I would. I cannot change the crime rate from over 60 people a weekend getting shot in Chicago. I cannot change that. And let me remind you, these are gun-free cities. On and on and on, the things I would like to change, but I cannot change. I cannot do anything about it. But this is what I can do. In Second Chronicles chapter 7, it was not talking about the world in general. That's the reason why I had you to focus on the scripture that said it like this, if my people It was not talking about what the world was doing. It was not talking about the crime rate in New York City. It was not talking about COVID-19. It was not talking about what's going on in the world economy. But it was talking about the children of God. It was talking about the people of God. And it says, if the children of God would humble themselves. If the children of God would humble themselves. If the children of God would pray. If the children of God would seek God's face. 
if the children of God would turn from their wicked ways, then God said, I would hear from heaven. Oh, I hope you get what I'm saying to you today. Amen. I hope you grasp hold of the importance of this. If my people, which are called by my name. Amen. You were called by the name of Jesus Christ when you went down in a watery grave in His precious name. You are a child of God. You are Bearing His name. If you as a child of God would humble yourself. If you as a child of God would seek the face of God. If you as a child of God would turn from your wicked ways. God promised us. God told us. And God will not lie. I will. I will hear from heaven. I will come on the scene. I will answer their prayer. I will perform a miracle. We need to pray. We need to pray. Amen. Through this troublesome time, that's all pointing to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Our prayer lives had dwindled. Amen. It may be so. Amen. That our faithfulness to God has dwindled. Amen. Our faithfulness to the house of the Lord has dwindled. And God is telling us in this time, in this troubled time, don't slip away. Go closer. Don't push away. Get a hold of God. Don't be disturbed. Grab hold of God. I want, I want to ask you, you can be seated. I want to ask you a very personal question that I will not Demand a response, neither do I want a response. Would you be honest with yourself? Just you and God being honest with yourself since the first of March. Are you closer to God? Are you further away from God than you were at the first of March? I believe in revival. I believe in revival as important to the church of God. I believe that God is going to pour out revival. But one of the last day prophecies is there's going to be a great falling away. Amen. I look across this congregation today and I see it in your eyes. I see disturbance going on about the world and about what you're going through. But I don't see the longing for home in your eyes and in your expression for the way from God. But God is calling us if my people, if the church, if the church, if the church would pray, if the church would pray. Prayer is not something that's important. I can talk about the, the, the downfall of society, the importance of the church. 
Amen. I could have had y'all shouting and we could have ended the service right then. But that's not what God called me to talk about this morning. God called me to remind you that the only thing that's going to change your world is when you make up in your mind. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways. I'm going to get closer than I've ever been. I'm going to have a greater walk with God than I've ever had. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. What would happen? What would happen if every person that is a member of this congregation would show up to this church every day for 15 minutes, just 15 minutes of prayer. What would happen? What would happen? Just 15 minutes. How many, how many has 15 minutes that you could spare talking to God? What would happen? Can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine what God would do? Can you imagine what would take place? No, we can't change the world with our our activities. No, we can't change the world with our actions. No, we can't change the world with our vote. But I want to tell you the importance of the church is that when the church starts praying and we start changing ourselves, God will start moving in our home and God would start moving in our school and God would start moving in our in our workplace and God would start moving in our city and God would move in our county and God would move in our state and God would move in the United States and God would move in the world Some of you in this crisis, your video game time has went up. Your screen time on your smart device has went up. Your pleasure time has went up. But what about our prayer time? Can I get, can I get some crowd participation right now? If you think, if you think all of us as a church gathering together are just coming by sometime during the day, at least once a day for 15 minutes, do you think that would make a difference? Raise your hand if you think that would make a difference. Raise your hand if you think that would make a difference. Can I ask you why we don't do it? There's a saying here that is known and said, Brother Cooper has said it hundreds and thousands of times. Anybody know? Prayer works. It works. It works. If something is working, why in God's name we don't do it? God's Word t- 
you got to do is pray. All you got to do is pray. It'll change who you are. It'll change what you are. If you'll just pray. And then I will open up heaven. We can't change the world. But we can change ourselves. And by changing ourselves, we will change the entire world. Acts chapter 12 and verse number 5 tells us about Peter being in prison. They had cut off the head of James. And it had pleased the people so well that they were also going to take Peter's life. They were waiting till after Easter, after the celebration. They had Peter in prison. But the Bible said in verse number 5, anybody know what the Bible said in verse number 5? But prayer was made without ceasing of who? Of who? It's not a trick question. You don't know what it says? It says of the church. Of the church. Of the church, prayer was made. I didn't come to blast you. I didn't come to backhand you. I didn't come to kick you in the seat of the pants. But I come to remind you that we have a valuable tool, a connection from man to God that has never failed, that has never been off track, that has never been slack. And it's called prayer. And it worked yesterday. It works today. And it will work tomorrow. It's called pray. Pray, 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 pray. Gonna kill Peter. Gonna kill the leader. Gonna kill a great man. But prayer was made unto God of the church. The church began to pray. I want to tell you what we need is prayer from the church. Amen. Not necessarily a vaccine. Not necessarily for it to dissipate. Not necessarily for the rioting and the looting to stop. And not even that Trump will be reelected. But what we need is the church to pray. That's what works. That's what changes things. That's what makes a difference. Could it be, and I'm closing, it's amazing how quiet everything got when I started talking about praying. Could it be that God is allowing this to happen, to stir up the church that has been rocked to sleep by all the blessings And the comforts of life that has been given to us. We live in nicer houses. Drive nicer cars. Nicer bank accounts. Nicer vacations. Nothing wrong with all of that. That's the blessings of God. But every time God started blessing Israel... Why is it 
Why is it the nations that God delivered you in, out of and delivered into your hands that when you get drunk on the blessings of God, you start, I want to be like them. Oh, I want to do the things that they do. I want to look like them. Come on, church. We don't need to look like the world. We don't need to fit in with this world and its system. You don't even need a television where you can keep up with the news. Or what else you're keeping up with. And you don't need to be watching it on your device. But why is it? Blessings of God, simply what He's given to help us, rocks us, rocks us to sleep. And we get there, how many times have we laid on the bed at night, ready to go to bed and say, Ah, I forgot my prayer time today. I'll catch it tomorrow, God. I'm so tired. cares of life has got me so bogged down. It's got me so fearful and afraid. I'll do it tomorrow, God. The Bible says if you will humble yourselves and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, God will change our situation. The world needs the church. Let's all stand. Bow your head. Let's reach out to God right now. The Holy Ghost is wanting to touch someone in this house. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your voice. Lift your voice, church. Lift your voice, church. Lift your voice today. Why don't somebody just pray that God would stir up a desire in me to pray like never before. Why don't you make a commitment? Why don't you make a commitment right now? Fifteen minutes a day. I'll give you this. You can be off on Saturday. Fifteen minutes a day, God. Why don't we... Why don't we just try God? Why don't we just test God out and see if He'll come through like His Word says He would? Lift your voice right now. Lift your voice right now. Holy Ghost. 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 Holy Ghost, work right now. Work right now. God, touch a soul right now. God, touch a saint right now. If my people, if, if my people, if my people, if my people, God's calling His church today. God's trying to stir up the nest of His church today. Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be ready? What about if He comes back? What about if the trumpet sounds? Are you going to be ready?
if my people, if my people, if my people, if you feel like God is calling you today, why don't you step out from where you're standing? And make your way to this front. Don't just come up here. But I want you to make a commitment to God. Amen. Rededicate. Reconsecrate. The devil's trying to distract you long enough. Amen. But today is a day of reconsecration. And rededication. And recommitment to God. God, I know I haven't been where I need to be. I know I haven't done what I need to do. God, but I'm going to start right now. Right now, God, I'm making new commitments. I've got a new touch of desire in my spirit. You can't feed the world out of crisis, but you can pray people out of crisis. You can pray your lost children back into the house of God. It works. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. He's here today. He loves His church. He loves His church. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Closer. Closer to you. 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 Closer to you,
Jesus, you're what I want, you're what I need, you're what I desire, you're what I hunger for, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Let's reach out to the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, somebody lift your voice. Lift your voice unto God. Lift your voice unto God right now. Holy Ghost. I want to pray like I've never prayed before, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 We want somebody to always tell us the answer to our problem. The answer to our dilemma. I've talked on the phone for hours. I've talked in the office for hours. I've talked at the front of this church for hours. And I will continue to do so. But you know what really changes things? It's not what I say. It's when I can convince you that what you really need to do is pray about it. And when you really get an understanding that I need to pray about it, God really comes on the scene. Because prayer really, 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 really works. I was, we've had these meetings where different pastors has called elderly men in to, we'd have kind of like a, round table discussion where a more seasoned pastor would talk to some of us younger pastors and we could ask them questions. One time there was this pastor, very, very successful. 
And um, he was talking to a bunch of the men and a bunch of younger pastors. And seemed like every, every question that was asked, he said, you know, if, if they ask me about that, I just, I just pray about it. I just pray about it. And so one of the pastors asked him that was there, said, Brother, said, is there ever a situation where you got to do anything other than just pray about it? It's kind of comical. But I want to tell you, if we would pray about it first, if we would pray about it first, If we would pray for the situations in our world first, instead of worrying and fretting about, hey, I'm human, I know what you're going through. Biting our fingernails off, worrying what I'm going to do, what, what, what's going to happen if this happens. If we just pray about it, it'd make us feel better, and then it would change the situation. Because prayer works. It really, really works. If you've forgotten everything else that I've said today, remember this. I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to pray at least 15 minutes every day. Is that too hard? If the doctor told you to take three pills and lay down for 15 minutes, you'd do that. I want to tell you, one day there's going to be no doctor. I'm just going to trust in Him. I'm going to trust in Him. I'm going to trust in Him. He can feed you. He can lead you. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He can set you free. He can give you joy. He can give you peace. You just got to talk to Him. 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 You've got to talk to Him. Amen. If you don't like somebody, pray. God will change you. You having problems in your marriage? Pray. You can't change him and you can't change her. But God can change you. Oh, that's kind of weak right there, but it's kind of true anyway. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Lord bless you. Sorry I kept you too long, but remember remember the last 15 minutes anyway. Let's come back praying, expecting, and believing the Lord. Seems like 15 is a, is a magical number today. I don't know why God put 15 on my mind. Maybe it's a God thing. 15 minutes is not very long unless you're underwater. Amen. All of us has 15 minutes to spare. Just, just, just take that 15 minutes of the time you would be reading the news 
and talk to God. You'll feel much better. Amen. Lord bless you. Remember church tonight. Let's come early for prayer. Seeking the face of God.